Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird, and I'm pretty excited today. We're continuing our series of uh, a little bit about the employees and the team that make up Rise Robotics and continuing the series called Inside Rise. Today, I get to welcome back Vice President of Engineering for Rise, Thomas Sepp. Tomas, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. Thanks. Nice to be here, Justin. You know, we were talking offline just a moment ago. We've we've done a couple of these together now, and um, you know, every every time it's uh, it's so cool to to hear from you and you know, kind of uh, get a sense of of how you know Rise continues to evolve, what you're doing uh, today versus where we were, you know, a year or two ago when we got started. It just seems to. Um, continue to uh you know trend in a very positive direction so it's it's really nice to have you back yeah thanks for having me again um we'll try to we'll try to cover some new topics and and learn some new things here um but well, yeah it's it's been an exciting journey uh over the years and uh you know to have that perspective and that uh constant trying to find you know what rises place is in the in the marketplace and and getting into that value chain um we have a, a pretty coherent uh a exciting story from the technology front but it's just as exciting on the you know how do we fit that technology into the value chain yeah in when we've talked in the past you know i i always feel like i start off with this question um, with you, but it's so cool because it, you know so much has 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 changed after every you know whatever duration of time goes by between you and I uh, catching up. But you know, tell me a little bit about who is Rise today. Okay, let's see. That's a very open ended question. Um, but uh, I mean, Rise today is uh, we're we're very much competing. Um, and, and working our way into the the value chain of the hydraulic space. Um, so hydraulics are are used everywhere, um, from industrial equipment to to mobile equipment to you know anywhere you want to put a, a hydraulic cylinder to to achieve some some high force uh, high power. Uh, um, but they have a lot of problems, and there's a lot of good reasons to. Um, for certain applications to be switching away from them, um, and and we're we're basically looking to uh, work with the right companies um, and the right applications that that have the greatest need to get rid of their hydraulic solution, their current hydraulic solutions, and uh, you know we make an electric linear actuator. Um, really, we you know uh, as far as our strategy goes. Over the next five, 10 years, um, we plan to make many different uh, uh, load classes of uh, electric linear actuator sure. um, and, and provide that to, to companies, whether they be um, an integrator or 
uh, an OEM original equipment manufacturer uh, of like, say a machine like a forklift, um, provide that, uh, that base, that component um, that the OEM or integrator can use to, to integrate into their machines and into their designs and make a much higher performing, much more efficient, um, much, you know, lower total cost of ownership machine uh, and ultimately benefit that, that end user. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, you know, what does that feel like to talk about things that, you know, I know we've been together for a couple of years now and, and uh, really working hard to tell the, the rise story. And, you know, when we first got started, it was about you know, how far we've come and what we tried and, and what, what worked, but, but didn't necessarily become a commercial commercially viable you know solution now now we now there's a, a real clear direction i think in terms of where we're going what does it feel like to say five to ten years from now as opposed to you know 24 months ago when we started talking and you're like well over the next six months we're gonna do this uh i mean if it it's uh it, it's a it's uh it feels really good to have uh certainty there for sure um and you know, to you know, over the over the years, we've uh, you know consistently, you know, worked towards uh, gaining more certainty, uh, more you know, getting more traction in the present. Uh, that uh, translates into more certainty over longer periods of time. Um, and, and I think that's part of growing the business too. We can't grow the team without that certainty, uh, and we can't. Um, you know, we, we can't have a, uh, a trajectory that uh, is, you know, ultimately, ex- you know, more and more valuable without investing over a longer period of time in the same goal. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I, it, it, it's exciting from that perspective to know that, OK, now now we we have the ability to invest over a longer invest, you know, personnel like man hours, engineering hours. Um, and uh, you know, also partner relationships we can invest in over a longer time period, uh, which will ultimately yield uh, even bigger, uh, bigger results, and 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 hopefully result in more growth at the at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. Um, more impact is is you know that that growth leading to to impact in the real world and and um, having some measurable results in terms of. Uh, you know, lower energy usage in, in the machines that our technology ends up uh, taking traction and, and taking a foothold in. Well, with continuity, certainly, uh, you know, um, that that breeds some stability too with uh, with partnerships. And and as you're attracting new new companies to, I want to say take a risk, but but to uh, you know look at it as an opportunity to to partner with Rise to you know do R and D together to see where uh, the solution fits. Being able yeah. to talk, you know, in longer time periods versus maybe a few years ago where it was like, hey, we think we're going in the right direction. I think right. that that's certainly made a difference too. No. Oh, for sure. For sure. And yeah, I mean, I think risk is a, a fine word to use and we do our best to to mitigate the all the risks and and present ourselves as a lower risk, you know, as, as low a risk and as high a reward as possible. Right. Uh, you know, presenting the technology in the right way to the partner. 
uh, or the potential partner. Um, but, you know, ultimately it is, uh, you know, from the partner's perspective, you got to put yourself in their shoes all the time. You know, most of the time, huge, uh, huge companies, um, especially in comparison to us and their idea of, of moving fast and, and making a deal is not on the same page as our idea of moving fast and making a deal. So it's, you know, bringing the two sides together, uh, and, and keeping that, uh, you know, keeping focused on the, the end goal and in, in the future. Your role over the last 24 months has, has evolved as well. And, you know, I know as one of the founders, you're involved in everything to a degree. Um, but as a, you know, uh, overseeing engineering, uh, in the role that you have, you know, what have you, what have you seen from your vantage point, both in a, you know, technology standpoint, but also a personnel standpoint? Uh, it's, yeah, it's been, um, quite the we we've grown the team by a lot the engineering team by a lot over the last two three years um we just we just uh passed our three-year anniversary of of being at the facility that we're at um so when we moved in here from greentown labs uh we were about five full-time employees including the the four founders and uh now we're about 30. Yeah. So it's been and and looking, you know, at uh, you know, efficient now now we actually have to try to use this space and our facility as efficiently as possible now that we've, you know, gained a number of projects. So it's been a it's been a a process of kind of developing processes and developing like how does the team work together and how do we split the teams up and we got mechanical team, a software team, um, and a testing team, a software electrical team is em- embedded uh, together right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a testing team and how do they all work together? Um, in, you know, the, and often they're working together extremely closely to, to, to get our, um, you know, our liftgate product to market. Um, we're starting a, a pilot, our pilots going live next week. Uh, with Anthony Liftgates, so we'll have product in the field there. But a, you know, from a from a personnel standpoint, uh, it doesn't just happen, right? There's, you know, <laughs> well, you, you know, left, 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 <laughs> left to it, left to its own devices. Uh, there, you know, there's a million different little decisions all over the course of years that uh, is not the right one, and you have to constantly be on the the lookout for how can we improve this over here how can we make this communication more efficient over here um how can we make sure everyone's motivated and on the same page uh you know to get to a deadline and actually meet the deadline yeah Um, so that that's been uh from the personnel side um, both exciting and and a, a different type of work than um i had done previously to that What's it been like to have to level up as a manager yourself? I mean, you know, not only uh, in the past, let's say you've relied on your engineering chops or your own personal curiosity to continue to to push forward and not to say that the rest of the team isn't either, but you thinking about your role, 
um, what has it been like to have to be better at managing people that be better at lining them out to start the day or at, you know, relinquishing some control to the rest of the team to make decisions so that you can focus on your role. What, what has that been like? Uh, yeah, that's, that's been challenging, I'd say. Um, and it doesn't, it, again, it just, uh, it doesn't happen instantly. It's, it's been, um, you know, you, you think about, training training people um mentoring them um to to and making sure that um we have the right uh, values set from a, a leadership level to you know because you you can't prescribe every decision that someone's going to make so there's that level of trust but what you can do is you can kind of prescribe a an ethos or a value system that you know when when there's no procedure for something as there will you know as you know someone that's trusted to do a job you know you can't predict everything and they're going to have to make decisions on the fly you know how many of those decisions can you help them to make as as good as possible by kind of setting out like a company values and a company's best practice and making sure that priorities from the high level are well known so that they have the information to make because otherwise it becomes a, a slew of you know extra communication lots of back and forth and ultimately the responsibility isn't transferred right so uh, and that's left, a lot i guess that's hanging. a lot of detail but right. yeah well, no, but it, it makes sense. I, I mean, and that's something I was, I'm curious about. I think, you know, as we've progressed through these, you know, several series and, you know, dozens of episodes now, I think it's so cool to, to, you know, hear from you, hear from the rest of the team, hear from the other founders, um, you know, a little insight as to, the, you know, what you deal with every day and, and to know, yeah. Hey, we, we don't all know the answers, but damn it, we're, we're working to figure them out, you know? Right. So I, yeah. I think and that's, that's something like, uh, you know, as a, as a manager and becoming a manager, you know, I work, I, I, I take the mindset. I work for my team. I, you know, if they don't have the answers, I get them, I, I try to get them to them as fast as possible, mm-hmm. you know, don't keep everyone, you know, unblocked uh you know we we like to we have our morning meetings um you know what we're going to do every day uh and a, a big part of that is like are you blocked by anyone can you do your your what you're responsible for or are you waiting on someone else to do what they're responsible for before you can uh finish what you're responsible for yeah um so like you know that's that's what i think of as as my job and and what i try to to mentor other managers as you know make sure people are are not blocked by anything um and then you know constantly be thinking about uh how do how do we change some some something about the way we communicate or a process or or like a a recurring meeting schedule uh with an agenda to keep a, a future uh, roadblocks from happening as well. Yeah. How do you keep yourself 
motivated. I mean, you know, I got to imagine at this point, you know, some days are a whole lot more stressful than others. And, uh, you know, you try not to take it home with you all the time, but I met you and Blake and, you know, Kyle and Aaron, and I, I know you eat, sleep and breathe a lot of this stuff, especially over the years as you've uh, continued to grow. And, and now you're at a point where you're actually, you're not that you weren't seeing results before, but you're starting to see the fruits of your labor, labor come together. And, you know, the partnership with, with uh, Anthony partnerships that we can't talk about some of the defense stuff that happens, all of that is really exciting, but then you go home and you got to like decompress so that tomorrow you can bring the energy back for your team. Cause to your point, you're working for your team and, and working to make sure that they have the information or um, all the resources available to make the best decisions on a given day. You know, what, what, what do you do when you go home now? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I honestly have been, uh, uh, doing a better job at, at leaving some work at home at nights and weekends, which is great. Um, I got married over the summer, so that was a good, uh, little, uh, you know, great, huge life, uh, milestone and you know, really great. Uh, we just did it over, we did it over a long weekend, so didn't take like a huge amount of time. Um, <laughs> well, congratulations, but, but yeah, thank you. Um, but uh yeah i guess it's it's easy it's easy for me to be very motivated when someone on my team needs uh help or mentorship or you know some information to help them do their job it's like okay i'm on it right away of course um let's get let's get through this um and over time uh that actually happens less and less uh given that we've started to structure the, you know, engineering in, you know, better and better ways. Um, and, and we've had uh, more of a stable, uh, you know, engineering staff uh, over the past year than say like two, three years ago when yeah. the engineering staff was growing at an incredible rate and you had new employees that needed a lot more um, kind of bringing up to speed and, and mentorship. Um, so that's, that's been good. And it, it's helped me to, you know, start to think about like, what, is, what motivates me past that is, you know, what we started talking about, uh, uh, during this, um, during our discussion here, which is, you know, how do we, how do we actually manifest that, that five to 10 year future? Um, and you start, you start to be able to think, um, bigger, uh, when the, when the team is, is functioning really well. Yeah. Right? I, I know that you do a lot of biking as well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. especially through the summer we're unfortunately headed into, into winter in Boston and, and New England. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping to get a ride this weekend. I, I haven't been out for a while because my bike's been broken. Not only do I do a lot of biking, but I do a lot of uh, fixing my bike, <laughs> my ma- my mountain bike, because yeah. they're expensive. And uh, also, I I you know somewhat pride myself in being able to fix it. <laughs> so, right. but uh, 
you know, my, my biking group of friends make fun of me. Like I I've had the same bike for six years now and, and every single one of them has had a, a new bike or even two new bikes since, since I got this one. Um, where do you, where, but it, it's still working for me. Yeah. Where, where do you go riding? Um, I most often go to Lynn woods. Um, it's the closest to where I live in Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and it, it pretty challenging terrain which i enjoy um i used to go to the fells a lot um i like uh billerica state park is really good and so is beverly commons beverly commons is probably the the best out of all of them but it's it's more of a drive for me so i don't get out there as often well that's cool um what other things now that you're you're married have you guys picked up some some hobbies together to 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 do as well uh no not not too much different um we i mean we we met uh years ago doing one of our favorite hobbies together which is skiing oh okay um so we will continue to do that uh we get the icon pass every year uh, for the past few years and uh gotta get some ski trips planned for this winter well uh, you'll uh be happy to know that um on my instagram feed i'm continuing to get inundated with some of the mountains in maine uh having fresh powder uh just after the thanksgiving holiday so um so the, nice. the, the timing is is coming near for sure yeah uh, oh i was just i was just telling um i was just at lunch earlier uh and was talking about um i've been i've been researching watching a lot of youtube videos uh, and uh um jeep wrangler forums yeah um because i have a i have a 99 wrangler and it constantly needs something done on it um and i just ordered some parts to to replace the steering link with the steering linkage and all the the ball joints that go along with that steering linkage to because i'm getting that that death wobble uh, <laughs> at certain speeds on the highway and i can't put another steering stabilizer in it again it just masks the problem so yeah. just replacing replacing all those ball joints uh, oh, should help it well, um, so yeah, sounds like you those parts feed. those parts should be in in the next few weeks, and probably spend a weekend here at the Rise Garage, uh, <laughs> wrenching on some rusted nuts and bolts to to get the old stuff out, and then right. But kind of kind of a, a fun hobby to do something like that every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, thinking about you know. Um, coming back to to work and and what you're uh you know working on each day at the office and in the lab um you know you, you mentioned the partnership with with anthony liftgates and that's uh gonna have the, one of the first uh in the field uh tests going what does that mean you know for you for the team what obstacles does that does that present as well yeah and that's uh that's a huge milestone for us um, getting getting our technology a you know a product um, that's intended to sell in high quantities uh, out in a customer's hands is a huge deal like being used um, in the in the field 
um, another huge milestone that, you know, we can, we can celebrate already is, is that that date is literal days away right now, which means we've passed the incredibly uh, difficult milestone of, of saying, is the technology reliable, reliable enough yet to do that? Yeah. Um, and you know, we've, we've long ago proven the, the basics of the tech, you know, the reliability and the lifetime of the belts, the pulleys, the bearings, you know, all of that, that patented, um, kind of base level, uh, rise product. Um, and we're, uh, we've now, we've now gotten over that last hurdle for an entire liftgate product, which means that, you know, software is reliable enough, um, electronics board and motor controller, you know, all, all stuff that we've designed and tested and, and, uh, are bringing to this, this pilot program with the customer. Um, all that stuff needs to be just as reliable, uh, to put it into a customer's hands. So, yeah. Well, and by extension, not just your customers' hands, but their customers' hands, right? So, you know, that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm talking about that, the customer. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, the actual um, company that, not not Anthony Liftgates, which is our Liftgate partner, uh, but into their customers' hands. Yeah, that's so cool. So where do you see some of the biggest opportunities coming or, you know, what are you excited about next? I mean, I know we, we, not, not just celebrating today because next week this, we hit this milestone. I think when, when we actually release this interview will be a, a, a little time after, after that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so we'll be, yeah, we'll be uh, well within that, uh, that pilot. Yeah. Um, at that time, um, you know, already we have uh, some some exciting uh, things coming up in our fifty thousand pound load class design. Uh, so we have we have multiple different projects that feed in and help support the the development and the productization of the fifty thousand pound size. And that's going to um, be, that'll be a game changer yeah. for the company too. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, you know, first, first quarter and into the second quarter of 2023, uh, we'll be prototyping a more like uh productized, more um, uh, designed for manufacturing and assembly ready version of, of those, of that size class and starting to test it. Um, and then, by you know the third fourth quarter next year by the end of next year uh that will be demonstrated into multiple different applications um as a kind of a a demonstration and uh you know proof of you know this not only does this actuator have extremely high performance in comparison to the equivalent load class of a hydraulic cylinder but also it has all the the safety features like that you'd expect all the usability uh and and this is the final impact to the machine so it's you know instead of a, a diesel uh machine that's extremely loud and and in burning uh 
you know, this many gallons of fuel per, per week of use, uh, you know, actual machine stats that translate into, you know, uh, ROI numbers, uh, total cost of ownership um, on the machine level, which is, yeah. is really where those, uh, those calculations and decisions are made from when, when considering like, do we want this technology in a machine or this one? Yeah. I think it's so cool to be able to, to talk so much more definitively today about these projects coming to fruition versus, like I said, a couple of years ago when they were all, you know, concepts and, and something that we were, uh, you know, we were really reaching for It's, it's neat, to, neat to see it all within our grasp. I, I think that's really exciting. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Three years ago we were, uh, had all of our, our brain power and attention on how do we grow the team and how do we, how do we deliver and get, uh, you know, units into, you know, it's lift gate units into customers' hands. Yeah. Um, and there's, and you always knew there's a lot of stuff to do on top of that. And, and we've done it. I mean, you've talked to, to Ken, who's, uh, led all of the business development efforts uh, since he came on with us. And um, there's a lot that goes behind, in, into it behind the scenes um, in order to, to finally, you know, put our foot on the ground and, and get that traction that's announced publicly in, in a press release. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about the, there's probably like, you know, hundreds of conversations and, you know, tens, if not more of, of companies that were considered and, and uh, debated over whether they're the, the best for us or, or even interested yeah. uh, before, you know, any single partner is announced. It, it's absolutely uh, so cool to see all this kind of you know, come together and, and, and be, uh, be something actionable today. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to have this conversation in six months and again, in a 18 months or however often we do this. I know, um, one of the things we're, we're working on right now is getting the four founders together to do a round table, um, to kind of, you know, talk through some of this stuff and, and not just, uh, reflect, but also kind of be a state of rise and where, where we're going. So I, I think there's a lot, a lot of neat things to come. Um, Tomas, it's, it's always neat to, to hear from your perspective, you know, what's going on and, and to see your growth too. I, I think that's always important, you know, as, as people listen to this and get to know you better, get to know rise better uh understanding who they're coming to work for and and how you know this has been a true labor of love to 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 pull this together and and see an initial mission and vision uh starting to starting to come together and something that that's more tangible and others can see as well not just not just you and the team yeah thanks i share the same sentiment um, pe people always ask us like how did you get in how did you get into electric linear actuators competing with hydraulics it seems like you know you don't just like that doesn't just come to you but you know we have we have that history of you know we wanted to you know i'm sure we went over this in past episodes too but just in, in case people haven't aren't familiar you know we started out as an exoskeleton company and, and that drove us to 
uh, want to develop the most efficient in terms of energy efficiency and weight efficiency um, actuators that we can. Because uh, if you're going to put them on your, if you're going to wear them on your body, they better be high performance or else uh, they're just going to weigh you down instead of, of lifting you up. Right. Yeah, um, you know, and applying applying those um, those values and applying that those principles to to you know commercialization of industrial products. I mean, it it seems you know from somebody that hasn't maybe listened to the whole story. I mean, it it, it seems like it, it's a hard line to follow, but thinking through and watching it happen, it actually just seems like oh well, that's the next progression. That's of course that's where we yeah. ended up you know yeah and i think that's that's pretty it's pretty neat to see as well yeah i mean what what is a a big excavator arm but a you know of a, a really highly capable exoskeleton right right <laughs> you're kind of in the control box and yeah you know just you know you you see that in like marvel movies or something you know, you change the human interface a little bit on that uh, excavator arm and it's an exoskeleton, right? It does the same thing. Absolutely. And um, and I think you're right. I mean, you know, taking each of those elements and, and uh, you know, rethink, rethinking what it's capable of doing. And, and uh, you know, when the, when there isn't a, a solution that's readily available, working to, yeah. to, to do it yourself. Yeah. And it, it's been a fun journey. Um, exoskeletons are very fun, but, and, and this is too, and it, it's very similar. It, and, you know, I, I think we all get a lot of satisfaction and a, a lot of motivation from the huge impact that, that we have the opportunity to make here. Yeah. Well, I, it's clear that you're making that impact today. You know, congratulations on, on, you know, the, 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 the test units going out into the field. I mean, that's a big, that's a big deal. I think uh, we yeah. definitely need to continue to celebrate that. And then, you know, obviously not be satisfied, right. Keep going, uh, keep putting our, our uh, hard hat on, if you will. And, you know, our glasses on to <laughs> go to work and, and, um, and, and up the ante, you know, push the envelope and, and, um, you know, produce the next thing, uh, to continue to, to, you know, change the industry. And it, it's certainly not an easy, easy road, but, uh, I think with the team that, that we have and the team that, you know, works, works with you, uh, it's certainly in, in really capable hands. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, uh, Tomas, it's been great to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, you know, this invitation is open all the time. Anytime you want to drop some knowledge, uh, you let me know and uh, we'll arrange another one of these. All right. Sounds good. I'll give you an update on, on how my, uh, my Jeep steering turns out. (laughs) I'm kind of going to be under the gun because I'll have to get it out of the garage by the end of the weekend. That's right. You'll you'll uh, you'll need to go back to work to um, uh, to get a rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the latest episode of Rise Inside. My guest today, Vice President of Engineering Tomas Sepp, has been our guest for Inside Rise to learn more about uh, what Rise actually does. So, thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, you have been listening to the Rise Inside podcast presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, 
thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page.